we are recording and we had all sorts of conversation before. We did. You got to you got to start hitting record sooner. Right? I do. I do. Yeah, but then we end up talking about like all the controversial stuff that gets us like in trouble. And that yeah, was the cold open. You just edit yeah. it out. <laughs> you are listening to the Give Me 5 podcast episode number 47. Where editing makes us not sound like douchebag. You can edit that out. No, I can't. Rush out on an uptown train Doors open And she walks in She's soaking Caught in the rain Her skin shines Crystalline This is the Give Me Five podcast Where each week we discuss entertainment Then, based on our conversation We come up with a top five list Things like top five retro wave bands, which we need to do. Yeah, top, true. Five, be, top five best licensed video games and worst five licensed video games. Stuff like that. Done. Have we done all of them? I thought we did the licensed ones. We did the licensed. No, we did. Yeah, yeah we did that. I'm Jimmy, and along with my co-host Greg, not a douchebag, and Rob, he's totally a douchebag. We are the Give Me Five podcast. And this week, guys, call it a special if you want to, but there is a lot of stuff to talk about that came out of the San Diego Comic-Con, which happened last week. So we will primarily be focusing on that. A lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff there that I really did not give a crap about. But That's anyway, true. this is a review show, and there will probably be spoilers. We'll try to avoid any major twists. So if you didn't know that Star Wars Clone Wars was canceled prematurely, or that Greg... <sighs> was sent back in time to murder Rob to prevent him from stopping the creation of Skynet, then you might want to pause the show and come back later. Also, if you didn't know that Rob doesn't read the script before he reads it live. Well, no, I, I read it and there was another premature joke there that I just let go. <laughs> Did you let it go prematurely? Oh, yeah, you could say that. Fair enough. Okay, so if you guys... uh uh, yeah, I've lost it because of Rob's premature joke. But anyway, um, if you guys want to contact the, the show, joke. if you guys no, no, want no. to contact the show, then feel free to find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five podcast, or you can look us up on Twitter and Instagram, Give Me Five Pod, or you can email us at the Give Me Five Podcast at gmail dot com. All of the times you see the word five or write the word five, it is F I. V-E, not the number five. And if you really, really want to help the show, you can leave us review on any of the various podcast services that you are listening on. Uh, and of course, subscribe. And if you really, 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 really want to help the show, check out our store. Buy a toilet at... seat. <laughs> Do we have those yet? Uh, there's no toilet place. seats. Damn. There's ju just carpets and shower curtains. And what's the Tote website, bags, Cell phone. Uh, that's give me five podcast dot threadless dot com. All right. That's where you get all of your swag. Excellent. So, so um, here's usually, screen. yeah. So here's where we usually do news. Um, there's going to be a little bit of news, but most of the entire show is going to be all sorts of new releases and video yes. games and movies and TV shows and stuff. So, uh, the one thing I had, I put down there because of Jimmy and they found a David Bowie demo. It was in yeah. a bread box. Yep. A bread box? <laughs> they found it in a bread box. He was uh, he was 16 years old when he recorded a demo for some record company, and they 
somehow managed to not, I mean, he was 16, but they did not hear in his voice what future record companies would hear. And they turned him down. Yeah. That's, um, it's interesting. It is. It's very interesting for every success, for every successful person, there's more than one rejection. I mean, every, every person who hits it big has been rejected at least once usually. Yeah. Hey, look at our first episode. (laughs) <laughs> now you can actually listen to about 12 seconds of that song um i did today and while it's a very poor recording um i, I it's surprising that they didn't hear you know whatever exec heard that first didn't hear in david bowie's voice what we know today because i feel like you can hmm. um it's very young david bowie it's it's very interesting. The song's going up for auction, and uh, you know the the physical copy is going up for auction. But I mean, it's not. Oh my god, I have to listen to it. It's the best song ever. It's a really poor recording, but still very interesting. Yeah, I swear to God, if Martin Shkreli wins it, I'm gonna beat him He's, to death with the shoe. Man, release "Once Upon a Time in Shaolin," Congress, Senate, whoever. I don't think they have it. anything to do with it. But he is in jail, so it's well, gonna. If, someone has to have it. If they collect on his assets, then that's one that they're, they're going to collect. So I feel like Rob has no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> I, well, I know that somebody will collect on his assets in jail. Yeah, I want give us Once Upon a Time in Shaolin. Yeah, for, for those of you, I mean, Rob, uh, Wu-Tang Clan released an album that there was it was like the most expensive album ever made. There was going to be one copy pressed. It had a really fancy cover, which I think was like gold foil or something like that. And they put it up for auction, and the pharma bro, Martin Shkreli, bought it basically to be a douche and, you know, wave it around that he had it, and then promptly got and, arrested soon thereafter for all sorts of illegal financial yeah. things. And his little wannabe supervillain ass would sit there with headphones on and, like, live stream himself listening to it like a total D-bag, mm-hmm. and he would just sit there awkwardly well on a on a happier note um i was i was actually with uh jen at animal kingdom today at disney um she was live streaming and we went to see festival of the lion king Mm -hmm. and apparently this is the thing because at the end of the show um one of the one of the ushers or whatever came up behind jen and tapped her on the shoulder and basically said Hey, you know, the Stiltwalker invited you guys backstage for to to meet the cast and take some pictures. And we were like, "What? That's a thing?" "Yes, let's go. That's great. Come on." So, at the after the Festival of the Lion King, we actually got to go backstage and take pictures with uh basically everyone except the singers. The uh the dancers, the the Stiltwalkers, the Tumble Monkeys, the the fire guy. It was it was neat. I mean, it was it was just a picture, but still, you know, you got to go, you got to go backstage and take a picture with the whole with the whole dance crew. Tumble monkeys, tumble monkeys. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, dude. What do they do that every show, or did they? I'm not. Or? I I don't know. I mean, they, well, we were one of we were one of like two groups that got pulled back there, so I don't know if they do it every okay. show or. But I know that they don't bring a ton of people back there. I mean, I I think they do other other events because there were people who were coming from outside the theater. Like they had had, had an appointment or something. So maybe, maybe they were just adding people from the show in addition to it. But you know, I, I thought it was That's cool way to go to make that magic Disney. Nice yeah. job. Oh, I was going to say, and one other thing, 
before we move on to snap decisions? Sure. Um, Greg, have you have you canceled your loot crate yet? Uh, over a year ago. Oh, okay. Oh. I was still getting the lootware, or I'm I'm supposed to still be getting the lootware. Um, if anybody is on the fence about loot crate, I would probably recommend not doing it. I have I have just recently canceled one subscription that I had gotten for a friend, and I think I'm going to be canceling mine simply because it's as a subscription service. It's supposed to be something that just shows up at your house every month, right? I mean, that's what you would mm-hmm. expect. I literally have to contact Loot Crate every freaking month to remind wow. them to send my item. Yeah, you mentioned that briefly, but... And and now I contacted them for last month's item, like like a week and a half, two weeks ago, and I still haven't received notification that it's come or that it's been shipped, and I still haven't received notification for this month's item. So now they're two months behind, because if they haven't shipped it by now, it's going to be late. So now they're two months behind that I've paid for that they haven't shipped anything. And I'm like, how do you how do you run a business like this? That's what really is, weird, though, because you always had the problem, and I never did. Like, my stuff would come every so, four weeks, period. I just, yeah, I quit because I, I, I would, ran out of I shelf would, space. And, and yeah, there was a I lot would, of anime crap that started showing up, and I hate anime. Yeah. I would not recommend Loot Crate. I think they're a garbage company and they're run very poorly because I have to contact them literally. My my Loot Crate has not come the month that it was supposed to be delivered in over a year. Yeah, it's been longer longer so, than a year because you, you were talking about that at Halloween Horror Nights last year. Yep. So it's at least a year and a month and it means it's happened. it happened throughout the summer of last year. So that's... Uh... So I, I'm curious if you guys have any opinions on that and... Um... You know, if you're having the same problems, let us know. I'm, I'm curious. Yes, we are. Yeah, let me know. I'm not the not only one. Sponsored at least. by Loot Crate. No, it is not. And if it was, we just got fired. True. <laughs> Guys, it's time for snap decisions. Nice lead in. Hit it. So, snap decisions. What that is is we bring up some sort of news. Could be controversial. I feel like it's going to be controversial in some cases this week. Sorry. And we bring up the news story, and then we ask the opinion of one of our hosts or all of our hosts. They have around a minute. Sometimes we go a little over to give their opinion on a thing. It does not necessarily have to be about pop culture or any sort of reviews. It could be about all sorts of different things. It's been about sports. It's been about food. It's been about all that stuff. So, guys, what do you guys have? Giving you guys a little bit of a heads up here. Jimmy asked a question at this point regarding con-exclusive showings of various clips and trailers, and due to the wonders of the internet, since we do not record together, it got lost. So while I could have just cut it out and pretended like it never happened, um, there was some pretty good content here, and we're going to try to recover it for a future episode, and we do reference it a few times. So if you hear a little bit later on us talking about con-exclusives, and things that are only shown at various conventions. That's what we're referring to, and you will hopefully hear that question in a near episode. Thank you, and I apologize. Well, I've got one as well. Here's where the little bit of controversy comes in. I feel like it was too big of news to not talk about the firing of James Gunn. Mm. And... I, th- I know Jimmy knows this because we've had this discussion. However, earlier when we were discussing what to discuss on the show, Rob said, who's James Gunn? Who's James Gunn again? So James Gunn wrote and directed 
Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, and was in oh. the process of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. What? But why did they fire him? Okay, so uh, here's the deal. Yeah. About 10 years ago, he made some stupid jokes on Twitter, of which I didn't really see, but they were jokes like pedophilia jokes and other insensitive jokes. Oh. Now, recently, and they were very clearly jokes, um, albeit very dumb ones. Recently, he has been very critical of um, the president. And as a result of that, one of the alt-right douchebags out there that supports the president clearly said that he was going to purposefully try to get him fired. Uh, he did this very early in the morning, like 2 a.m., and said, Disney's going to wake up to a lot of fun tomorrow. So he pulled up uh, some of these jokes and purposefully tried to get him fired. So as a result of this, Disney immediately fired him. He was very contrite. James Gunn said, I made stupid jokes. I accept what Disney says. I was wrong. They have a business to run. Let's move on. Um, from there, he has, of course, found support from everyone on the cast, uh, from everyone that's ever worked with them, and said, that's not him. He's not one of these people. Do you have an opinion on it? I'm not sure if Rob will, because you're just hearing it, but that's the extent of it. So do you have an opinion on that? Yes. Okay. I do. And I think we all make stupid jokes. And I believe that everyone deserves a second chance as long as they try. You know, I, I, if, if he said, you know, he, he did not mean those things. He just kind of said them for an audience to get a laugh. I, 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 think he deserves a second chance i think he will get one however i am not surprised at all that marvel now being owned by disney and guardians being a disney property at this point that disney fired him because if they didn't i think they would come have come under severe fire and it's not the disney way that doesn't represent disney at all so i i think what happened is expected but i i think he will see work again just not with Disney. Yeah, the jokes aren't, I mean, one, they're dumb. Yeah, they're, they are. They're really dumb. They're about, there's jokes about 9-11 AIDS, the Holocaust, and rape. Yeah, they're, they're disgusting. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, that's, that's my opinion on it. Rob, what say you about this James Gunn situation that you're just now learning about? Uh, I, honestly, I, I understand Disney's, Disney's response I think it's I think it's over the top. Um, I think there could have been a discussion, but you know that's not what Disney is about. If there's any kind of controversy, Disney will wash their hands of it and be done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it, I think it was an overreaction. I think it was kind of ridiculous. I think digging something out of somebody's past from 10, 15, 20 years ago is is kind of ridiculous um, because nobody's the same person that they were. 20 years ago and mm-hmm. even even at that if it's something that's that's said as a joke or or done in a manner that you can't judge the context of looking back at it 20 years ago or you can't i think we're all too sensitive <laughs> i think i think that america has become the united states of taking offense and everybody is so quick to jump on on something and take offense for somebody else that it's gotten a little overboard Everybody just needs to calm calm the f down. No, I, I have a few few things here, and one, yeah, again, ten, 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 ten. Oh, sorry, I keep on forgetting that. 
because I got so many <laughs> windows open over the button. I just said, damn, I should get, someone should be offended. Okay, so. We are, I'm offended, I'm writing now, in. A few things. Uh, yeah, you know, people aren't the same people they are 10 years ago, five years ago. Now, I would feel different if he made those jokes now, when he should know better as to where he's working, because he was not working for Disney at the time. His response was, many people who have followed my career know when I started, I viewed myself as a provocateur, making movies and telling jokes that were outrageous, outrageous and taboo. As I've discussed publicly many times, I've I've developed as a person, so is my work and my humor. It's not to say I'm better, but I'm very, very different than I was a few years ago. And I try to root my work in love and connection and less in anger. My days were, you know, basically, for the record, when I made these shocking jokes, I wasn't living them out. And that's a weird statement to make, but it seems obvious. But here I am saying it. Okay. That's one thing. Uh... One of Jimmy's favorite people, and since Jimmy spoke about him a couple weeks ago, I have started doing some research and looking more into Bobcat Goldthwaite. He basically came out and said, Disney, I'd hate you guys to be hypocritical, so why don't you remove my voice from the world of color villainous that's coming to the world of California park? Uh, so, Rob, you're the Disney person. Do you know what character Bobcat Goldthwaite played? In in the in one of the disney movie. in one of the disney movies he was the char- he was a voice of a character not offhand no he was, was uh, a recent movie uh, it was one of the like from the the animated films of the like the hand animated ones all right well what is it uh he was pain from hercules oh oh yeah 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 so he basically said you know remove me you said villainous i thought it was a woman no was, that's the name of the ride he's going to be part of oh okay so years ago, I made a lot of sarcastically shocking and offensive jokes, many I'm embarrassed about now, and I'd hate to make you guys look bad, seeing as I am openly critical of the president also and his administration, and you seem to be taking a lead from some of his radical fringe supporters. He did that, and I mean, there's a lot of pe- a lot of people that have been in Disney movies that I was so very surprised that they hired, and Sarah Silverman, you know, she is a voice of a little girl character, and she's said oh. some very suspenseful, or very suspenseful, very uh, shocking things in her comedy. Yeah, you know, there's not going to be a single comedian that hasn't said something that's offensive yeah. to somebody on either side. You know, there's, you know, they've, I'm sure they've hired various musicians. Like, how many musicians out there have done things with, with groupies and written books and stuff about it? And then they do a soundtrack for something that's in a Disney movie. There was a very interesting article that I will not, you know, read to you guys, but basically saying that, that Hollywood did themselves a very, di- big disservice by responding to this because you're not going to find a single person that doesn't have some sort of provocative something in their past. If they're actually an interesting artist, regardless of what side they are, say what you want about, you know, right-wing people. You can say what you want about left-wing people. They're all going to have something provocative in their past or else everything's going to be boring. So if you, I'm trying to find who wrote the article and I guess what Rob, you had a point to make well, while I look for that. Well, but, th- but that, that being said, um, I I also think that you need to kind of separate the issue from the political thing. Because while it may have been presented by a political ally of Trump, and he may have targeted James Gunn because he's been critical of the president, the fact of the matter is, is Disney didn't fire him because he was critical of the president. Disney fired him because of the jokes that he made about, what was it, pedophilia? Uh so that that I mean, you you need to kind of step away from the political thing, and and I'd really rather not get into the whole political debate here because polit- politics does nothing but deserve to piss me off. And 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 I and I already I already attested that I was that I thought Disney overreacted. I thought it was 
I thought it was unnecessary to fire James Gunn for something mm-hmm. that happened 10 years ago. I, I would even be opposed to firing James Gunn had he made had he made an offhand comment in a joking manner about something. Because, I mean, context is context means everything. And if, if you're not there to judge the context, I mean, granted, it may be in poor taste, but that's not something to end someone's mm-hmm. career over. I mean, that's yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. OK, well, I think that was way longer than we expected to go, partially due to a few technical difficulties. So that should be our snap decisions. OK, Jimmy, take us to Comic-Con. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. What do you mean? I can't afford Comic-Con myself. Okay. Elitist <laughs> bastards. So, Ver- guys, verbally take us to Comic-Con. Gotcha. So, last week, guys, we had one of the biggest, if not the biggest, convention. I believe, I believe Is it's it? the biggest, yeah. It's the it, biggest, it, yeah. It pr- probably, probably followed up by a New York Comic-Con. Um, and San Diego Comic-Con has grown into such a thing over the, the past maybe five years. It, it's just gotten so huge that... Uh, about ten years, you know, about really when they, when they started announcing the Marvel movies there. That's pretty much what now everyone goes. It's the well, place but even, to announce new movies. Even before then, uh, the San Diego Comic-Con was the premier Comic-Con in the country. I mean, San Diego Comic-Con has been the Comic-Con as long as I can remember. Gotcha. Because it used it, it didn't used to be San Diego Comic-Con. It used to just be Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And when they said Comic-Con, they were referring to San Diego Comic-Con. Gotcha. So there were a lot of announcements, and I think a lot of cool things um, to talk about. So let's just straight get into it. Let's do it. I'm going to start off with the coolest thing that I saw, um, and that was a panel with the stars and director of the upcoming Halloween movie that, of course, is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and... The the video, the at least the part I saw of the panel was a member of the audience stood up and and he he just really wanted to say thank you. Um, and if you guys aren't listening, you don't watch horror movies. Horror movies could save your life, save your life, man. <laughs> and this is this is what it all boils down to. The fan stood up and he said, um, "I was a kid and some maniac broke into my house with a knife and he cut the phone cord, so." I asked myself, what would Laurie Strode do? <laughs> he literally asked himself that in yeah. the middle of a, of a home invasion? He did. And uh, Laurie Strode is the main character played by Jamie Lee Curtis. And this calmed him to a certain extent, though he grabbed some, some sewing needles out of the trash uh, to defend himself should he have needed to. But his conclusion based off of what Jamie Lee Curtis's character did in Halloween was to run next door and start screaming his brains out, which is probably the smartest thing you could do in that situation. Don't be a hero. Just get out of there. Mm-hmm. And Jamie Lee Curtis got down from the panel, went over and gave the guy a hug. And it was just a very sweet moment. Genuine. Very genuine uh, is, is probably a better term. Because, uh, look, not all people that watch horror movies are, are sick weirdos. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just check it out. But... It's, it's actually a video. <laughs> nice. Jinx. You guys owe each other a Coke. <laughs> I had to explain the Jinx thing to my son the other day. It was very hard to explain it to him. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, so... You know, the Halloween thing, when people heard that they were remaking that movie again after two 
very controversial Rob Zombie ones, Rob Zombie remakes. And people are like, oh, do they really have to do this? I'm sick of remakes and all that. The people behind Halloween are basically giving a master course in both fan service and how to turn people around on an idea from the original images of Mike Myers with the old mask kind of dirty and dirtied up to the interviews with the director to, to this to, well, well, in the fact that the Jamie, that you're about to probably talk about. Yes. Yeah. And the fact that Jimmy, the Curtis is in, and John Carpenter apparently made a fantastic soundtrack. I heard wonderful things about that today, that the soundtrack is very similar to the original, but modernized. So I'm excited about the soundtrack as well. Um, so what did you see? Or Nazi. I said Nazi. <laughs> what did what you I... not have the opportunity to see in the clip that they played? Yeah, Nazi. and I'm I'm not. Um but I I'm I'm you know, we talked about this in Snap Decisions. I'm kind of upset that I didn't see this because Michael Myers is referred to as the shape many times. And what you have in this exclusive Comic-Con footage that we'll hopefully see soon is a continuous shot of Michael Myers walking into a garage, grabbing a hammer, beating someone to death, walking to another house, grabbing a knife from the kitchen, which what happened to the hammer? I guess we'll find out eventually and stabbing someone to death. So it's that kind of, (laughs) um, it's, it's that you know, classic slasher kind of clip. And, and, you know, I, as a horror fan, I want to see it. Um, it, it sounds it it being that it's a continuous shot is, is something that really intrigues me. Hmm. Um, so there's your, your little taste. If you guys didn't know, um, if you haven't read about it yet, that is the clip that we got. It's, uh, it's brutal and unflinching. And we will see Halloween in theaters in October. I'm excited about that. I am too. And, and mostly because Jamie Lee Curtis is back reprising the role as Laurie Strode. Mm -hmm. Because who doesn't love Jamie Lee Curtis? She's awesome. Mm -hmm. I guess we should stick around, stick with horror. Uh, because they also started showing some clips from it. Uh, Chapter two. Yet again, some exclusive San Diego Comic Con footage. All right. So Jimmy's head's going to (laughs) explode. I, look, I'm a huge Stephen King fan. Stephen King rules. All right. Um, I need that shirt so bad in my life. But we had another panel uh, for It Chapter 2 starring Bill Skarsgård, uh, James Ransom, Bill Hader. So, you know, pretty, pretty all-star grown-up cast um, of of the first chapter of It. And they showed some exclusive footage. Very short. And this, according to Fandango, is how it goes. So Bill Hader walks in and says, Sup, losers. (laughs) James Ransom's character says, Holy shit, Bill Hader. So what do you guys want to talk about? Pennywise appears. And then Anthony Machete, the director, shows up and says, Bring your adult diapers. That's the extent of it. So this is... That was a a clip? Uh, Yeah. So this is, again... Where, you know, the description of the clip is going to not be nearly as good as the clip. Yeah, it's, it's the like, best I can do, guys. I'm sorry. No, I mean, regardless of who does it, it could you, it could be James Earl Jones. It could be... Uh, uh, no, I would prefer James Earl Jones doing it. The Jimmy? Uh, it, was, it could be Vincent Price to 
mirror conversation oh, Jimmy and I had. I would love to hear Vincent Price do it. Mm. <laughs> and we may we may get to that next week because we're already going along. Yeah. Um. So hopefully that's something we'll see. I I can totally see Bill Hader in that role going sup losers from his his time on you know Comedy Central. Uh, SNL. I mean. Yeah. Well, that's what I meant actually. SNL. Uh. Yeah. It just <clears throat> blows my mind that we'll never see that. Mm-hmm. At least until the know, movie actually comes out. With, with, yeah. Exactly. It, it, uh, filming began very like two weeks ago, like, three weeks ago. Yeah. Exactly. So they they probably filmed that super quick. Put Bill Scars and Scarsgard into costume, and then and then just filmed it. Mm-hmm. Um. So that might never see the light. It really seems like it chapter one came out so long ago, but I know it came out while we were doing the show and we've only been doing the show for a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know by the time they add all the effects and get everything in there, it is going to be you know longer than you. It's going to have been out for probably about two years. Yeah. 2019. Yeah. But yeah, I hope the excitement is still there and I, I'm assuming it'll have an even larger audience having people seen it on, on video and you know, people that were scared to see it in the theater will then start renting it. And of course, seeing it on Netflix or whatever company ends up buying it. Uh, what's yeah. Or reading it. What is summer of 84? Cause I just saw this on the list and I did not hear about this one what? at all. All right. So I got to give a big shout out to Kerwin for showing this to me. Ooh. And although we didn't get to, um, well, hell let's get, get into it right now. Kerwin says that, uh, you know, based on our conversation last time that, uh, test footage for films such as I am legend did very poorly and they rewrote it and it still did very poorly (laughs) because I could go on a whole thing about I am legend. Um, Suicide squad did research, uh, research, research did reshoots, um, based on the success of Deadpool. And that was not a good idea. It turned out to be not a great movie. Um, yeah, but was the final product weighed against what the original product was or was it just, was it just, they reshot based upon Deadpool? I don't have, we don't, we don't necessarily know if it was better than the original or not because it was reshot based upon Deadpool, not upon audience. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yep. So summer of 84 is, I, I think the most exciting thing about it, it, it happens in the best year ever. Um, in the history of the universe, you were born in the uh, winter of '84, I believe. Don't semantics, man. <laughs> just saying. I, w- I just saying. I know what the movie is not about. It's not about me. Okay, okay. but it is from the creators of Turbo Kid. Yeah, you, we, you we have me. Turbo you, Kid. You have my attention. We exactly across the board. It's a slasher. It's also a, good. A buddy film. You know, so if you're a fan of it or Stranger Things, uh, if you remember a time where you had to be inside when the streetlights came on and your method of transportation was on a bike, then nice. you're going to love this movie. Uh, basically, a group of, of friends um, in their town, there is a serial killer and they suspect that their neighbor, who is a policeman, is the serial killer. Oh, that's gonna so be good. based on the trailer... Um, the their neighbor is a police officer and they suspect him of you know being the killer now of course the trailer doesn't reveal whether he is or not it's well, of course he's not uh, um it it looks great so uh you know again a big thank you to Kerwin who who brought this to my attention first 
um, you can actually see the footage that was revealed from Comic-Con. God, the poster is awesome. I looked it up. The milk carton, Mm -hmm. the missing thing, and the the text, they have it down perfectly. Very classic. I think it even Um, looks like it's a painted cover or painted poster, which I love. Very 80s. mm -hmm. Um, And a very underrated actor that not a lot of people know, but Rich Summer, who is in Mad Men, is going to be in it. And I think, I'm not sure if he's the neighbor or not, because I haven't seen the trailer yet, but he's a great actor. What's his name listed as? Who is he It just says Rich Summer from Mad Men. Okay. Oh. That was me hitting my microphone as I frantically typed up Summer of 84 to see what his name was listed as. If anyone wants to be a research assistant, that'd be lovely. You can sit quietly on the other end of the microphone and type stuff up and look up things. Um, We pay nothing. (laughs) Um, It says uh, Wayne McKee. Or Wayne Mackey, sorry. Mackey. Mackey is the guy that they suspect of being a serial killer. He's there was summer. He's uh, he's so, uh, in Glow as well. He's the ex-husband of the blonde woman, Mark Egan. Okay, that is in select theaters on August. And I will 10th. be in one of those select theaters on August tenth as well. I'm I'm very much hoping um, that that is going to be at the Indian, which is a, a local kind of independent theater here in Orlando. Uh, but hopefully, it gets a wider release because Turbo Kid was amazing, and this looks amazing as well. So check it out. Does it have any of the release, the limited release it locations? It will be at the Enzian uh, for th- for three days. And it looks like it will be there Friday, August 17th, and Saturday, August 18th. You got to give me We're five going. night, boys. We should go see that. Great. Okay, moving on. All of you guys out there are depressed that you will not be going to the Enzian. Uh, unless, of course, you are Kerwin. You should join us. <laughs> That's actually, messed up, man. Kerwin should come. What's what's messed up? Kerwin and I actually saw uh, the Bad Batch. Oh, did you? Oh, god. They're Why? together. Why mm. did you see it a second time? No, it, was it wasn't Jason Bad Batch. Momoa's pecs, wasn't it? It wasn't Bad Batch. It was oh, okay. Raw. Yeah, because you saw Bad Batch with us. Oh. I was I was very confused where yeah, he was yeah. going with that. Sorry about that. I was like, "Why did you <laughs> go see happened. that again?" He thought twice no, and broke his saw... brain. <laughs> Yeah, no, Raw, we saw that at the Indian. Uh, Kerwin is a very good theater guest, does not talk, ask a lot of questions, and uh, yeah, he's a big fan of horror, so yeah. join us, yes. Kerwin. Okay, I'm talking about the next one, Aquaman. Do it! So right, Aquaman fine. here, and let's let's be clear, the Marvel has been basically feeding, Marvel movies have been feeding DC movies their lunch, other than Wonder Woman, I would say. Uh, in fact, I had this conversation. Mar- no, Marvel. Marvel's been yeah. stealing their lunch money as well. Yeah, taking them behind the woodshed. So Aquaman, when they announced it, of course, people were very hesitant, and of course, they wanted yet again darker route. And you know, Marvel was not. Marvel movies were not present at Comic Con this year. They've got really, you know, two big movies coming up. People know they exist. They did not need to do too much other than the. Uh, they did like a. Uh, psychotherapy thing outside of comic-con for the people that were still distraught over the ending of infinity war and so anyway the aquaman trailer showed up and it's still dark but it actually looked kind of fun and kind of interesting it does yeah i'd have to agree with that although being that it is dc i'm going to reserve judgment until i see it simply because the only thing that you need to know about dc is that they haven't been able to get right their flagship mm-hmm. hero. 
I don't understand why they can't make a good freaking Superman movie. What is the problem? I mean, he is the premier superhero in DC, mm-hmm. and they keep effing it up. Yeah, so, Aquaman, it showed you know, some whatever. things we never seen before. You know, showed a, a very beautiful mm-hmm. uh, uh, undersea world. You know, kind of like when the Black Panther trailer showed Wakanda, and it was something we hadn't seen before. There were an incredible costume for Black Manta, which is, to be honest, that's my favorite DC villain and because of the costume, but I always had the feeling it wouldn't translate to film. And I knew it from the the old cheesy cartoon, the Hall of Justice, whatever Justice League cartoon that they used to have. And so, yeah, like, I love that character. When I saw the costume, I was like, whoa. And the big laser blasts look great. Uh, The undersea world looked good. All the creatures look good. But I will say that being said, and I want to see if you guys noticed it as well. Um, I will say that it did look at times like they're a little bit inconsistent with the way that the undersea Mm -hmm. view is shown. Um, Because there were times where it physically looked like they were underwater. And then there were times where you could tell that they were underwater, but it didn't have the same look as the scenes where they were Mm -hmm. obviously underwater. You know what I'm saying? Well, there's a couple things they were worried. We were, people were worried. How are they going to make them talk? And they didn't go with the telepathy. And like, we're just going to have them talk. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing I thought was interesting was there was a few things where people were moving very quickly underwater and there was no bubbles or any sort of disturbance in the water. But then immediately afterwards, mm-hmm. there was a shot of like a underwater sub kind of thing f- going down towards Atlantis and it had turbulence behind it. So I think you're right. Now it could just be because that stuff takes okay. time to put in. There's gonna be some. Yeah. There's gonna be a bunch of underlings of putting bubbles outside of people's mouths and stuff like that. But I mean, if if that kind of inconsistency makes it into the movie, I'm gonna be really disappointed because that will be something that I will notice in the movie and it will bug me. I'm just saying, DC. Now, now, when does that actually come? I think out? next summer. You know, I actually don't have that. Okay, so that's plenty of time to, you know, add in bubbles. No, no. Uh, and December twenty first. Things that it will be a Christmas movie. Yeah. There's there's time for that, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna chalk that up to um, just mm-hmm. unfinished shots, getting you know something out in yep. time for Comic Con. But am I am I just over the top here, or if it if it remains that way in the actual film, will that kind of bug you guys as well? Oh, if it stays that way, it's gonna be incredible. It wasn't going uh, to annoy me. Now annoying. that you pointed it out, it's okay. going to. And now <laughs> you're <yes>. welcome. <laughs> it's gonna inevitably if they do that it's going to lead to something like well if you noticed there was only bubbles on the people that were surface dwellers and not the atlantis people you know like no just keep it consistent throughout you know you can you can very clearly make something not underwater look like it's underwater we've seen shape of water do it with a significantly less budget mm-hmm. speaking oh, of really? she's in it <laughs> nope that's godzilla wow that well that movie really did break jimmy's brain never mind move on <laughs> that erase, movie erase, really did break erase. jimmy's brain uh, let's let's stick with DC here and talk about, a little about Shazam. And what do you think about that one? It's starring Shaquille Different O'Neal, movie. which I'm very excited about. Yeah, oh, no, and it's also Shaq not too. starring Sinbad. Because Why there not? is a theory that people say wow. <laughs> that everyone seems to remember a, a movie starring Sinbad that didn't actually exist. And with a genie, yeah. Everyone seems to remember that there is a Sinbad movie called Shazam. Like with two A's, not the one A, but it didn't actually exist. So I'm not sure if you have you heard that theory at all. No. It's I've heard a no. bunch of people talk about that. Yeah, they no. they there's two things that people like 
seem to remember that didn't exist. One is the spelling of Berenstain Bears. And two is a movie starring Sinbad called Shazam. And people have actually gone as far as to Photoshop Sinbad wearing a genie hat um, and like a movie, a VHS case for that. So you guys haven't heard of that. It was like a big thing. We talk about it a lot on like crack.com and Snopes and stuff like that. But anyway, so the uh, the Shazam DC movie, that's uh, Shazam with one A at the end, not two. What uh, would you think about that trailer? I actually, I actually liked it. I'm intrigued. I want to see more of it. Um, like, like your notes say here, it does look like DC lightened up a little bit. Um, it looks like it'll be a little bit more of an action comedy kind of lighthearted thing. Almost, I want to say almost in the same vein of like mm-hmm. a Spider-Man, yeah. but, um, but I'm, I'm hoping that they can, that they can make it work because initially when I saw that they were making the movie, I'm like, Shazam, really? yeah. we're going to do that one. All right. Yeah, I I have to say this, and this is um, based off of mm-hmm. Alex Ross's artwork for Shazam. I imagined a very different looking Shazam. This Shazam, to me, looks like, and no offense to any cast members, but this looks like a dressed up for Disney Parks version of Shazam. And I... I I try to put that out of my head. It looks funny. It looks fun. It looks light for a DC movie, but it looks like the suit and the character mm-hmm. is playing Shazam at a mall. He he almost looks like he doesn't really almost fit like, in uh, the suit. Like the head is too like small. The redhead exactly. character in okay. Megamind. Like the bad guy in Megamind. It looks a little bit like that where like little legs, kind of big body, little... Mega, Megamind was the bad guy in Megamind. Was it Megamind? Oh, sorry. Was it Megamind? Yeah, it is. Wasn't it? Yeah, it's, no, the bad guy in Megamind. No, there was there was another bad guy, the one that the guy that got the pill, uh, Jonah Jonah Hill's character. But okay, so you know, it it looks like a movie that I'm going to wait until it comes to the dollar theater. Yeah, you but mentioned the, probably the Alex Ross thing, and Alex Ross's version of Shazam was was uh, in a series called Kingdom Come. It was awesome, and Shazam oh, basically faces great. off against Superman. They're great very equal book. in powers, and he basically when he says Shazam, lightning strikes and. He's got the big chest, the giant kind of square chin, the the little bit of a spit curl, kind of like Superman in a way. But it's it's a great sequence. It's one of the best sequences in all of comics. And that is my version of Shazam, even though that character's been around forever. So I do think it's interesting they went more comedy. Um, I do like yeah, Mark Strong as the villain, though. Um, Dr. Savannah. Mark, Mark Strong was the, was the bad guy, of course, in yes. uh, Badass or Kick-Ass. Oh, God, we're off tonight. Uh, Kick-Ass. Anyway. Wow, we are. Yeah. yeah, he he's actually he's actually been in a bunch of things. He was also the secret agent in um, the Brothers as well Trinity, as in which I really Kingsman. like him as as well. But no, yes, yeah. but he was. So he uh, plays Doctor Savannah, was, who uh, was kind of like this this little like science scientist character, and it was in the comics. He was kind of like he was the side of science, and Shazam was the side of magic, and that's how they clashed. So them going with not this little like tiny bald like science character and making him a big bald science character kind of like uh and then i guess we should kind of finish up our dc was it dc corner dc dc roundup yeah DC roundup. um so dc roundup, I like, yeah, DC roundup. Corner, I guess. uh wonder woman what do you got what do you got there jimmy i think you saw this and i did not yeah so there was some exclusive comic-con footage again and all it really showed is it, it wonder woman is very very early in filming it's going to be a while before we get a trailer, but it's from Wonder Woman, and it's actually called Wonder Woman 1984, 
which I don't know if I've expressed this was a, a really great year for for um, the universe. Me, because I was born. Um, not so much the entire universe, but the exclusive footage shown there shows Wonder Woman saving a young girl from armed men at a mall. And malls were at their height in 1984. Um, I can't wait to see the treatment of it. I've seen some shots. Um, Chris Pine is back. So we're going to have to see how that plays out. But yeah, it's on its way. So hopefully we'll have an cool. official trailer soon and we'll see some footage for it. I'm excited. I, Wonder Woman's probably the best. Yeah, DC, I believe it was our number one movie you know, of the last year. It's come out so far. Yeah, that, yeah, they they've done the best job with Wonder Woman. It's a shame they can't get any of their other movies right. Uh, so it let's is, let's yeah. move through Glass pretty quick. So, miniature spoiler warning here: we are going to spoil the movie Split. If you have not seen it yet, you might want to jump ahead about thirty seconds to a minute. Thank you. I actually saw that and I was I was kind of intrigued. Yeah, have you seen Split or Unbreakable? I have not seen either one of them. However, I am familiar with okay, the characters so. involved in the movie. And okay. was a little was a little excited to see the the cross between the two. I was like, "Wait a minute. Hold on. They're they're okay, joining so. the two movies now?" Yeah, we're going to I'll probably have to do this. I'll put a spoiler warning on that beforehand. So, I know. Uh-huh. Oh, it's in the trailer. That's true. But I mean, yeah, so of course, um, Split, of course, showed that it was existing in the same world as Unbreakable. Yeah. So we're spoiling it for Rob, oh, as well okay. as whoever happens to be listening. Um, not throughout the whole movie, but they, they spoiled it at the end. And in doing so, revealed that there was going to be a movie called Glass. And so it's it's basically the sequel to Unbreakable and to Split, which was, you know, M. Night Shyamalan, man. They, so many years of not being able to surprise us because everyone knew about him surprising us in Sixth Sense, but he uh, he came through on this one. Yeah, and I've got to say that Unbreakable is my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie. I don't think he directed Split, Probably though. followed by Split. I think he produced that one. I think. Okay, so his name was attached to it, but... Really? I, of all... I thought Sixth Sense was fantastic. I thought it was kind of cheap. Um, cheap. Yeah. The, the oh, no, he did, direct, he did direct Split. Okay, I'm wrong. so the twists he became known for that and it just didn't work outside of unbreakable for me. I, I really just thought he was a hack. Then he did the um, avatar thing and it was just universally dumped on. And then the people that were being killed by like air or plants or something. Yeah. That was in uh, the happening, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, not for lack of star power, but just for a lack of bad writing. And uh, he's, he's gotten back to, his kind of unwitting superhero kind of roots with, um, you know, glass, which unites the worlds of David Dunn from Unbreakable and James McAvoy's character from Split. I thought Split was fantastic because of James McAvoy. Mm-hmm. He was absolutely amazing in that movie. I love if you look up De- James McAvoy's character in Split. It's like Dennis, Patricia, Hedwig, the Beast, Kevin Wendell. Yeah, that's why I hesitated. Or, or well, Jade. Wasn't wasn't Sixth Sense like his first movie or one of his first movies? I believe it was. Okay. Like I said, if anyone out there wants to be a uh, research person, by all means, yeah, send your just, uh, resume. And so upset by the village, and oh, the village you know, was some, it was just. So was um, uh, he did two short films. What was the alien uh, one? The alien one was no good either. Uh, signs. That's signs. Uh, he did a movie called Wide Awake with Rosie O'Donnell as a nun. 
Wow. But that, that was before Sixth Sense. My wife always makes fun of me for signs because I am one of those people that will leave like as many glasses of water on my nightstand, like one a night, and I don't put it away in the morning. So she's like, are you expecting an alien to show up? Yes. Because if, but just, uh, hey, look, she mocks me. But if an alien does show up, you'll be ready. I've got, I've got plenty of glasses of water. Okay. So let's, uh, go very quickly on TV, I think. Yep. I was going to say, while we get into it, because we're not going to talk about it at length because none of us has seen it, but how the hell have we not been watching Stand Against Evil? Because that looks like a super fun show, and I think I'm going to start checking it out. Because it's yeah, going I on think, to season three, I think. I think we're going to have to. It's on season three? Yes. It's on season three, and they've they've already fought like a pony, A pony, Really? And a, like a demon infant and like all kinds of other things. It sounds absolutely ridiculous, and I think I'm going to love it. So I'm going to start checking that out. God, I'm just looking at screenshots from it. It looks fantastic. John C. McGinley. From what I've Stan Miller. From what I've is the perpetually disgruntled former sheriff. <laughs> from what I've seen, it looks very Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, that's so. Or Ash versus Evil. Yeah, Dead. exactly. Ash versus Evil Dead. Uh, John dies at the end. So yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. We're gonna have to get to it. I guess. Yep. How'd they sneak that one out? That's bad marketing out there, guys. Yeah. Because we are your target market. Totally. Okay, so TV. Again, more TV. Uh, Lore Season 2, they announced that. And Lore, of course, is a podcast mm -hmm. with a few more listeners than this particular podcast. Just a couple, I think. Only a few. Yeah. And they, of course, got picked up, or he got picked up for a show on Amazon. Yeah, and Prime. I was, uh, I was pretty disappointed with the first season. Not going to lie. I thought the episodes were all so completely different from each other, and I thought the quality of them was not great. The the quality of of, of talent and uh, the storytelling there. Um, my my problem with the first season was I wanted to see pictures of what he was talking about. Yeah, I, like they I did this that. cool cutout artsy thing, but if he was talking about like a mental institution and how it was built and whatever, I wanted to see the actual thing. I, I think not cut out pictures of it or what it looks like now. Yeah. You know, like documentary style for me, I I'm sure it was just budget wise, but every episode looked unfinished except for one or two, but the trailer for season two looks pretty good. looks pretty polished. And, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see which of the episodes of lore are turned into episodes. So I'm hopeful. We'll see what happens. Nothing but respect for Aaron Mankey. Oh, yeah. I mean, the one thing I can't get out of my head from this from season one is the sound of the hammer hitting the metal spike in the lobotomy episode mm. that they played oh, over and over again. Yeah. But other than that, uh, I, w I, I want real imagery when it's possible. Otherwise, drawings and stuff like that are fine. But if it's a real location, get a shot of it. Find a historical yeah, photo of it. I'm going a little out of order here. Walking Dead Season 9 had a trailer. It fe it revealed the Whispers. Somehow I watched the trailer. I did not see how they revealed the Whispers. I haven't read too much about the Whispers, although I know what they are. So there's a scene at the end of the trailer where two of the characters uh, kind of roll down the bank and cover each other in mud. Okay. And, and there's a very faint kind of whispering coming from the horde of zombies that's moving forward. Um, okay. It's it's not super apparent that they're the whispers, but Alpha, who is one of the main characters in the Whisper War from the comics, has been cast. So okay. we're gonna see that in season nine of The Walking Dead, and that that's you know 
those that connection makes me think that's going to happen. Yeah, and I think one of it's a little sad that Carl's gone because I thought the best part of that Whisper War, at least story wise, that I did see was Alpha's daughter and Carl's relationship. Yeah, and how that led to you know intrigue and suspense. And yeah. Caring about characters, and that just—it's another thing that drives me further away from it. You know, I'm—I'm I'm super far away from it right now. But you know, we're only going to have Rick Grimes in there for a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's—he's um, he's walking out what mid-season. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's just after a few episodes. But uh, I don't know. I just don't see how it's going to have legs after that. I wonder if his head's going to end up on a on a fence post. Hey, whoa! To go back <laughs> to the. <laughs> I don't know if that's on was, but if you read the comic, you'll know what I'm talking Spoiler about. Alert. Night Flyers, tell me. Night Flyers is a sci-fi series created by George R. R. Martin. And that was, you know, his his venture into sci-fi, I guess. It's it seems like a very But can you Jimmy, can you pause so Rob can be angry? Oh yeah, sure. Go ahead, Rob. Rob. Um I I mean, I know what'll happen. I'll watch the first season and I'll enjoy it and then it'll be another ten years before we get season two. Well, no, he's been right. He's been okay with the seasons of TV shows. That's the books, right? But if he's been, ri- if he's writing away. it, it'll be ten years before we get season two. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, back to you, Jimmy. I don't think he's writing it, though. There was a a short interview with him where he was very kind of coy about it, where he says, "Oh, hey, you know, I'm a pretty nice guy, but you never know. I like to murder people." Um. It's it's been described as a very event horizon type show, which intrigues me. Um, I think I've seen a trailer for it, and it actually looks pretty interesting. If that's it, what it I'm does, it looks pretty well produced, pretty well done. Um, at this point, I think anything from George R. R. Martin is going to be. But and it is related to the Night Flyers from 1987. Yes, and I believe, uh, yeah, the Night Flyer is the name of the ship. Okay. So you can't escape what's inside. A, original series coming this fall on Sci-Fi, which concerns me a little bit because it'll be really good, and then Sci-Fi will cancel it after three seasons, or it'll just or after one crappy. Because uh, let's face it, I mean Sci-Fi isn't known for their production quality. But <laughs> that was an on Sci-Fi, wasn't it? It I, wasn't produced it was on Fox. by Sci-Fi. Uh, um, it was on Fox. Oh, was it Fox? I thought it was aired on Sci-Fi. You can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's an it's a, no. Uh, I need at least all of us to make at least one glaring error this episode. So oh, there was Kerwin. yours. There we go, Kerwin. Please help <laughs> us. Um, yeah, no. Uh, it it looks okay. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic about it, and and hopefully, you know, we talked about DC getting something right, but hopefully, Sci-Fi gets it right. It's supposed to well, be they got it right with the expanse. The Expanse is great. You guys haven't watched it, but it's it's excellent, and it looks like it'll be pretty good on Amazon for season four as well. Awesome. And I got to talk about Buffy. Yeah, you man. Do. I remember when Buffy came out on TV, and I thought this is so stupid. Like, I didn't understand the irony behind it. I was in high school. I didn't understand what they were doing with the show, and I just remember mocking it and not paying any attention to it. And then I remember a little bit of a of a thing when they were going to air a. Attack on a high school episode right around the same time as Columbine. And that was a thing. And then never watched it. And then I, of course, met my now wife and she had mentioned that it was good. So I basically set it up to record on FX, I believe, at the time and 
found out when episode one was running and it recorded straight through. So I ended up really liking the show. I liked what they were, you know, I liked the characters. I liked the actors. And uh, Joss Whedon is rebooting Buffy. Now, this was not a big announcement at Comic-Con. This was a side announcement, which some people complained about that they could have made a big splash. There's not much to say other than the fact that it is almost 100% happening. They just don't have a cast yet. But it, they're going to be. It's going to be a little more multicultural, and Joss Whedon will be attached to it in some way. That's about all we know. So, yay, all Buffy! Right. Yay. And I'll be there. You will. Rob, you still, you watched that as well, didn't you? Oh yeah, I watched the. I loved Buffy. I thought Buffy was great, but I came late you to the Buffy Angel party as well. As well. Yes, yeah. I did watch Angel. I didn't like Angel as much as I liked Buffy, um, and I thought Angel got a little weird, like once they took over the law firm or whatever. But um, uh, Wolfram and Hart, I guess it was. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I never I really saw Angel. Enjoyed, I really enjoyed Buffy. I liked the uh, the movie. The movie. I don't think I've ever terrible. seen the movie. The movie's what? The movie was terrible. terrible. The movie's hilarious. Wow, you, uh, you I, like I, the series more than the movie. Absolutely, I, like I know that movie. I was pissed at Buffy for a while because I went tried to get on that show, the World Series of Pop Culture, and one of the reasons I didn't get on was because they asked about an actress that was on Buffy and Angel, and what was her what was her name? She had like a unique name, I think, was in the question, and I had never heard of this person. Rob, do you know who it is? Were they talking about Cordelia? Uh, yes, who's the actress? Um. Um, oh. It is also a Dungeons and Dragons stat, I believe, about how good looking you are. Um, charisma. Yep, charisma, charisma carpenter. Carpenter. Yeah, I had no idea that person existed, but apparently she yeah. she was one of the reasons I didn't get on the pop culture all uh, World Series thing. Anyway, uh, let's get that. Uh, so, Jimmy, I have a question for you. Godzilla, King of All Monsters. Uh, watching the trailer, yeah. it seemed as if the world was getting destroyed by humans, so we need to release the kaiju. Did I understand that incorrectly? No, and you actually pointed this out to me today. And I said, no, no, no. What, what? Actually, hang on a second. What the hell? So I watched the trailer, and there's mention of, you know, humans destroying the Earth, so we need to find the Titans. And it's not until we release all of them that, I'm like, what? So you're going to unleash giant monster war to save the planet? With lots of fire and destruction? Yeah, I didn't understand that. Yeah, they're going like they release. They're going to call the population. They release Godzilla, and he comes out and he blows his you know giant fire into the air, and that's gonna fix everything. I, we're in the middle of the meteor hitting the Earth and wiping out all the dinosaurs, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And these giant monsters are supposed to save us, but they're gonna fight each other. Well, I think I that Mothra get- is gonna fly around and distribute Priuses to everybody. So okay. I think that's what they're getting at. Yeah. Well, you drive one of those, so you're good. safe. Mothra will be like, we're good. Fist bump. I, I believe I saw Rodan, that, right? Rodan's sounds... the three-headed like dragon one. I saw he's in the, he's in silhouette on the poster, I believe. It's uh, Well, they hinted at all of them mm-hmm. at the end of King Kong, but it, it's kind of disappointing because it sounds like this movie is a complete shit fest, if you'll excuse me, um, compared to King Kong, because I think we all agreed that uh, Skull Island was actually a pretty good movie yeah. and very well done. Better than the Godzilla, ex- yeah. And Godzilla at, was was like moody and it had the right look, but Godzilla was like in one scene, and there was a lot of coincidence that pushed that movie along. Is I believe what I said yeah. or what we said. Yeah, it's I'm I'm intrigued. Um, it's no secret that this you know Godzilla King of the Monsters 
is setting up a battle between Godzilla and King Kong. Mm-hmm. That's that is known. Unless it sucks. Unless yeah. At which point it's going to set up another reboot at some point. At some point, I'm I'm still kind of hoping for um, Jaegers to show up <laughs> and for Guillermo del Toro to have some hand in it, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. Just imagine giant robots fighting Godzilla and King Kong. Your head would explode. If you're not excited about them. Yeah, exactly. It's, I don't know. Watching the trailer again, I'm like, man, what? Why? Why did they? Huh? So uh, we'll find out soon, I guess. You put enough layers of smoke on a monster, it looks cool. But that worked in the first movie slightly enough to get me in the theater. But I don't know if it'll work for me this time. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where they're counting on people to just plunk down their money because it's King Kong and Godzilla. Together, yeah, I'm gonna go see on it. the same screen. Well, well, we're not gonna see King Kong until probably the like after credit scene, and then there will be another movie where it's King Kong versus Godzilla. Yep. Okay. Uh, stopping. So it's oh, sorry. We're, we talked enough about it. We we're just repeating ourselves. So I'm trying to no, shorten no, no, it up because no. we have a lot of stuff. Wait, what? You had? I think you had a point that you were going to make about. Godzilla. I, I did have a point with Godzilla. You know, we're promised a Godzilla King Kong confrontation in the movie after this one. A confrontation? Huh? That's good. That's that's all right. So I'm not uh, shunned from my own podcast for the rest of the episode. Not 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 yet. But I'll it's do the, it again. it's the same reason I'm looking forward to Venom because we're not going to see Carnage until the second Venom film. Mm-hmm. So you got to set that battle up, I guess. Yeah, we don't have Venom on our list here, but I, I had like a conversation it. with my son Sensei today at karate class, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how like Venom was his favorite character growing up, and he was excited about it. And he mentioned that there was an image that showed the Venom costume from like the original trailer they put that where the costume kind of looked weird, and that they extended the mouth a little bit and made some changes to it, and. He said, if you look closely, you might be able to see Carnage reflected in his eye. Hmm. But I have not seen that image, and that is yet another one of those things that you mentioned where it was only shown to the people in Hall H or whatever hall that particular. Those bastards. Yeah. So a little t- tiny bit of gaming news here, um, which I feel like we don't cover quite, en- quite enough, but hopefully soon we will. Uh, the Spider-Man game is going to be a PlayStation 4 exclusive. Uh, the trailer was released. It, it looks very much in the style of uh, the Batman Arkham series, which mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of. The kind of open world doing little quests here and there. Yeah. I might need to buy a PlayStation 4 for this one. I think I'm going to get that game too. I, yeah. I'm very excited about this game. I really, I really want to play this game as well. Um, and I haven't played all of the Batman series, um, but I have played a couple of them. And I know that Greg's played played a few of them as well. And and mm-hmm. actually Greg and I have completely different play styles. I take so much longer to play the game because I tend to do everything via stealth mode. And, no, not me, no. And Greg just runs in there and beats every beat beats everybody up. Yeah, Greg and I are on the same team I'm here. To- I am like totally Leroy Jenkins on that. Yeah. Like, Leroy Jenkins. Yeah, I had yeah the, so am I. I actually was was playing games with like my nephew the other day and he was like we were playing uh, the old Super Nintendo version of Mario Kart, and I was all over the place and off the road and stuff. And I'm like, look, when I'm driving for real, I'm hitting the brake. When I'm playing a video game, I'm not going to hit the brake. <laughs> like, yeah, like I'm not going to duck behind things when I'm playing a game because it's a game. 
that little cloud thing will pick you up and put you back where you need exactly. to be. Nice. But this game features um, several several villains, uh, and those revealed so far are Electro, Scorpion, Vulture, Rhino, Mister Negative, and Silver Sable, Ooh, I seen who Silver seems Sable. to be the main antagonist. Really? Yeah. Really? I thought I thought Silver Sable was a hero. Well, she's a mercenary, she, so she's whatever she's paid to be. Yeah, uh, she seems to be charged with taking down Spider-Man in this game. And oh, okay. Spider-Man is kind of painted as um, a Dark Knight where, you know, his vigilantism won't be tolerated anymore because certain people think that he's doing more harm to the city <laughs> than good. So you're kind of, I guess, defending yourself while taking down the villains in this. Um, it looks great. It looks like a lot of fun, you know, swinging through the city, open world kind of style. I might have to get a PS4 for this one, man. Yeah, the, the trailer, like we said, was good. I didn't want it to end. It could have been a movie, and I would have been fine with it. Mr. Negative is a really cool villain Vis- visually. he's Everything's in reverse, just like a negative like film. And he's, I think, one it of the cool. cooler characters to come out of a Spider-Man reboot that happened in the like mid mm-hmm. well mid-2000s or early 2010s. And I was, he's a very cool villain and should translate well to video game screens. I'm surprised that there is no Venom in the game, though. That we know of. I mean, Venom is, well, I guess that's true. I was going to say Venom is probably the premier Spider-Man villain, is he not? Uh, Some could say Green Goblin has been around for a little longer. Uh, Electra's visually cool if they go with the old school costume with the like lightning face. But but then again, I've I've also been partial to Venom. I've always I've always loved Venom because like like Deadpool is our is our anti hero hero. I kind of consider Venom to be an anti villain villain. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a villain, but he's not really a villain. He's just a villain for Spider Man, but he's not that bad. Like he's not completely insane. Yeah, he's got limits, but he's still kind of a villain. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're not wrong. There's a bunch of different versions of him, but for the most part, yeah, that's been that's been his characterization. Give, give me Carnage. Oh, dude, play Carnage. Oh, I'll give you Carnage. the obvious choice for Carnage is uh, Jackie Earl. Steve Buscemi. That'd be <laughs> no, that'd be it's, great. It's, It'd be Jackie Earl Haley would be the obvious choice, but it's just too obvious. So there's no way. I don't think he's going to get typecast like that. Steve Buscemi would be interesting. I'm, no, I'm pretty sure it's Woody Harrelson. I'd be okay with that. I'd be totally okay with that. Like a. Yeah, uh, apparently the Venom movie he shows up in the after credit scene. Uh, wow, that's that is a spoiler and a half right there. Yeah, sorry. But, well, you know, but if you internet. don't know to wait till the end of the credits in in a Marvel movie, then yeah. shame on you. Okay, so speaking of spoiler, I see something else on our notes here. Uh, that the yeah apparently the Taco Bell nacho or taco fries mm-hmm. or nacho fries I believe are nasty ass. Now I've not had those yet, so that is a spoiler, and you've possibly ruined my potential for getting these nacho fries. I'm sorry. I was never going to get them. So what Taco Bell did at the San Diego Comic-Con, this is just kind of a a lighthearted kind of last note from um, SDCC. Taco Bell, like, built a demolition man Taco Bell. Hmm. And they've released, you know, some marketing materials, some commercials and things like that. Where it takes place in that world, but it's it's for advertising their taco fries or nacho fries or whatever. I had them and they're freaking gross. <laughs> like I I'm I don't really 
yeah, you know, we're older now. We get heartburn and stuff. But, man, those things stayed on my palate for like three days. And it was very, very unpleasant. I haven't had Taco Bell in so long that eating there would quite possibly kill me instantly. Yeah. Ugh, the fries are just gross, man. And and they're like pushing them so hard. It's just, ugh. I feel, I feel like I need to bring up my Taco Bell story. It's going to happen. This okay, is the place to do it. Go for it. Okay. Yeah, sure. So in college. Uh, I'm scared. In college, I was not the drinker of my group. I'm still not the drinker of my group. So I was the person that drove everywhere because I also did not want any of my friends drinking and driving. So all of my friends gathered together a bunch of money and ordered. This is back in you know the 90s. So Taco Bell was like at like the 65 cents a taco kind of thing. So they gathered about $25, I believe, worth of money and sent me out to Taco Bell to get food for them while they were all drunk in the dorm. So I go out. I pick up all the Taco Bell, I turn around, I come back, it's me and one other person, we get back and everyone has passed out. So the two of us decide that we're going to eat $25 worth of Taco Bell on our own. Nice. And I will tell you that I did not make, that was on a Saturday, I did not make it to any of my classes, at least through that Wednesday, because of how sick I was. (laughs) And that was also not the last time I ate Taco Bell, but the last time I ate that much Taco Bell, first of all. But yeah, there... That sounds that, like a food poisoning issue and not so much a volume issue. Uh, everything. Like it was an everything issue. Yeah, that was. And let's not dive deeper into that. I'm, I'm looking. I've got my thousand yard stare. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I won't. I won't uh, belittle things by saying that it. it that was my version no. of that documentary oh. you've been watching, Jimmy. But oh, oh God. Yeah. But wow. yeah, it was it was terrible. So anyway, I believe that covers Comic-Con. Yeah, that that covers everything that we, you know, found interesting about Comic-Con. There were a lot of things that came out with it that I just really don't care too much about. But Cool. So let us know, I guess, what excited you guys about it. And I think what we're going to do for our question this week is we're not each going to come up with our own list. I think we're going to argue out what what five things we are most excited about. Sure. I think there's a very clear number one. So I think Rob would like that movie, that TV show, which is, what was it? Um, Stan Against Evil. So Stan yeah. Against Evil. I now, can't believe I, they're in a third season and I've never heard of it. Now, did they I'm exhibit so at Comic-Con or did they just happen to have an article about it? Um, it was a, it was announced the season, the release of season three. Okay, so that, that does fit our thing. I think all of us seem to be very excited about the Spider-Man game. Absolutely. Yes. So much so that I'm willing to spend that much money to... Um, get a PS4. I know, you know, The Last of Us 2 is going to be coming out eventually, mm-hmm. which is going to be a PS4 exclusive. And there are also, you know, there's also the God of War game that I really want to play. So um, I'm fine with that being number two. Wow. Okay. I think, uh, so between Aquaman, Shazam, or Wonder Woman, which one impressed Wonder you Woman. the most? See, Wonder Woman I was already well, excited about. Okay. I didn't well, see I'm, anything for Wonder Woman, so because it was all exclusive footage, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was. And I, there, there was nothing that was going to be make more excited for Wonder Woman than I already was from the first one. So then, it, then it was taking place in 1984. So um, I, I'd say Wonder Woman 1984, which is the actual. Official I would say Aquaman because I think the trailer turned me around on it, turned me from being like not I don't care to I care. I am. I'm looking at this through the eyes of. Almost who won Comic-Con, who, you know, Comic-Con bringing something to my attention and making me excited about something. I 
I think <laughs> this is going to be terrible. I'm, I'm Rob's going to be the tiebreaker. I'm interested. No, because I'm going to F it all up right here. Um, I'm interested in Aquaman. I knew I was going to be interested in Wonder Woman. Um, when I saw the trailer, I was interested in Aquaman. But of the ones there, the one that I'm more curious to see because I think I'm actually going to enjoy it is Shazam. <gasps> so I just effed it so all So it's up. like the superhero. So Rob is more interested in the superhero version of Big. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, too. That's so perfect. Yeah. That is fantastic. So it's, yeah. Oh. yeah, they lean very heavily, and they should, because it'll be funny, very heavily on the fact that he's a kid in a giant body. Yeah. So number three is going to be the DC superhero releases I th- okay i think we can compromise and do that Yeah, because there's three of us coming bringing in and yeah i think uh okay so we'll go with that as number three number four i have to argue for um i mean it it, it was it was a good year uh summer of 84 oh uh i'm so mad at you guys that you haven't seen it yet of summer of 84 well it's not out yet yeah well you haven't seen the trailers or anything oh you'll be all right uh, suck it up buttercup because, like, if we're we're talking about stuff that was revealed to us via Comic-Con... Oh, we didn't even talk about it, but it's huge. Yeah, it is. Clone Wars <laughs> is coming back. See, I don't care about that. Clone Wars is coming back, and that is big. And, wow. <laughs> That's what she said! <laughs> Dear God. So, Clone Wars, Rob, I don't know if you saw this, but they made an announcement. This is actually considered one of the top announcements there, because... Yeah, it finished. It, they just canceled it, not in the middle of a thing, but it, like it never really ended with satis- with a it never ended satisfyingly, satisfyingly, <laughs> and that's also what she said, but not to me. And they revealed that they are coming, they are going back to it, which I like, and it should have the same. It's going to have the same cat voice cast, and it's going to bring us up to you know the uh, I guess the the end of the Clone War and the kind of beginning of uh, mm-hmm. was would be Rogue One really. Yeah, I uh, I officially need help, so we're going to be accepting accepting applications for another adult on the show. Um, help, help! I need an adult. We didn't talk about Clone Wars, but I I think that's a big thing, and I'm excited about that. All right, so I'm I'm willing to put that as number four as long as Summer of '84 uh, makes a now, list. Now, was that five. something that was revealed at Comic Con, or was that something that was revealed at Kerwin Con? That was revealed so at that Kerwin doesn't Con. Count. Then it doesn't count. Okay, fine. Because uh, because so... of, of the things that we've talked about, I'm actually more mostly interested in the Buffy reboot or Night Flyers. Okay, Night Flyers was um, actually revealed well before Comic Con. So then it's Buffy okay. reboot, even though they didn't really reveal it. They did reveal it, but they didn't go all out. So Buffy I'm should, okay with that. even Buffy! though I'm more excited about it, that Woo! should fall to five because they did a shitty reveal. Clone Wars, yeah, they did a I can great reveal, and it was a surprise to everybody. So let's go with that. Buffy the Vampire Slayer reboot. Clone Wars coming back. The DC releases, each one of us picking one a different one. The Spider-Man game. And Stan Against Evil, a TV show that we had no idea existed until Comic-Con, and we're heading into Season 3. We're going to check that out, and there will probably be a review up on one of these episodes coming mm-hmm. up. And it's on, I think, what is it, IFC, if I remember correctly? I have no idea. IFC. It's on the uh, independent out. film channel. Dang it. Can I Netflix it? Uh, sure. I don't know. I'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So we'll try to watch it. We'll get back to you guys and tell you if it's actually good and if it was worthy of our number one slot. 
Not a word, Rob. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, can you can you play I us out? An adult. I uh, <laughs> yeah, happily. <laughs> no. He's like, I can't do it anymore. Uh, I'm just, I'm done. No, thank you guys so much for listening. If you could please uh, subscribe, leave us a review, and we will see you next week. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Bad Batch broke his brain. That's what she said.